Welcome back to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast. My name is Matt, and I am one of your hosts and the current GM. If you would like to keep up to date with the show via social media or even send us questions and learn more about the world of Valeria, you can check all that information out in our show notes. Before we introduce the rest of the group, we just wanted to say thank you for all the support that you've shown us, and we would like to wish everyone a happy holidays. We hope that all of you are blessed this season. All right, so this is the first episode of A New Arc. We're pretty excited about it. So let's get into some player introductions. So first off, we have Seth, and Seth is playing an orc monk by the name of Makra. Seth, how old is Makra? He is in his 50s. Um, haven't, haven't really settled on the exact age at this point, but he's, he's old enough that he was a child when the war was drawn to a close. Okay. Uh, so he, does he remember the war at all? Like, this, did he have a dad that uh, fought in the war? Did he have brothers that fought in the war? Being an orc, he had, like, all sorts of people from his tribe were in the war. Like, he, he knew a lot of people who were in it, but he was too young to have really experienced a lot of it or to really understand much of the intricacies, except to know that a lot of the people that he knew and cared for were involved in it. Um, and that it was expected that if the war didn't end, that he would then contribute to the war effort himself. So it was very much a part of his life, but uh, by the time it ended, he he didn't have to worry about it too much. All right. Cool. And then he's been just wandering, kind of traveling the land ever since. Pretty much. Um, He's kind of got his own goals and purposes in mind, but he's keeping it pretty close to the chest at this point. He's... He's been a lone, a lone wolf for quite a while now and isn't exactly eager to um, change that. Although this motley crew of misfits that he's kind of fallen in with have intrigued him. Um, and, you know, for the while, while the wind blows in this direction, he'll follow it where he can. Okay. Uh, next, we have Donovan. Donovan's playing uh, Kachi. And Katji is a cat folk, or what we call in our world the Dunair. Uh, he is uh, Katji is uh, he is a sort of a scoundrel rogue type character. Likes to, I think get into some misfit, some mis- mischief, mischievous, mis- mischief, mischievousness. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Donovan, what do you think? What do you think Katji thinks about the travel so far? Being like he he kind of started at the very bottom of the world and now he's like at the sort of the, the top the top is farthest oh, region. Uh, geographically, I'm up top. Uh, I was out wanting to drink myself <laughs> yeah. to death, but before that, I was like uh, you know on my way to being chieftain. So that's like top of the world too, at the bottom, top of the bottom to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, and I believe what you wanted to say before is I'm interested in being in misfits if. You know, the ladies are misfits, maybe. But, you know, we all get what we want out of adventure. <laughs> all right, next we have Gavin. Uh, Gavin is playing Leo Thundershield, a traveling tradesman. Uh, he is a human. And, Gavin, you, you were born after the war as well, right? I was. Okay. Uh, does, has Leo ever been up through the, the Howling Mountains, up towards, you know, the Dwarven City and Dragon Spire? No, never up north. Okay. Uh, just uh, spent some time uh, with my cousins in the uh, northeast. That's about it. But that's along the coastline. 
Okay. All right, cool. Uh, and finally, we have uh, Jordan. He is playing Raytheon Mistweave, a uh, elf ranger that has been dabbling in some magic. What do you think? Uh, tell me a little bit about Raytheon's thoughts on the travel, the trip so far. So far, this has largely been the the sort of terrain that Raytheon's really comfortable with. Uh, he's been. Uh, He's he's just glad to get out of civilization for a minute. Uh, every chance that he's had while uh, while living in Three Oaks up to this point, he has uh, taken to the forest and uh, done pretty good job of uh, staying uh, staying away from the drink. Although he is insistent that he can handle his own liquor. Um, I got a question though. Yeah. You know, we just came through. We just came through a dwarven city. What do you? What were what do you think Raytheon's thoughts were? Uh, I don't think in this world, obviously in this world, like elves and dwarves aren't like as antagonistic, like as in uh, say Lord of the Rings. Yeah, in Lord of the Rings, like they they're probably more mutual, like they've got a more cordial relationship. But Uh, there's definitely a rivalry there between elves and and dwarves. Still, I think given how far south he grew up, um. He uh, he probably doesn't know a lot about dwarves. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't really know a lot about dwarves, and okay. uh, and so anything that he saw, he was really just looking for confirmation of stereotypes that he heard growing up. Probably okay. <laughs> um, just, just like hmm, I thought there'd be more whiskey. Um. You know, or uh, okay. where are all the pickaxes? <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't find a whole lot of uh, dwarven, uh, a whole lot of dwarven armor and stuff. You found a little bit, but not a lot. Not I, I don't think traps. However, you... the traps were definitely something that he uh, that he he expected, and he was secretly delighted to see. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, hey y'all, don't forget about me. This here's uh, the arcane fox. You know, of the Pon Huli uh, uh, collector's items of the Arcane Arts. I'm the inventor himself, Mr. Arcane Fox, if you know me well. Well, I, you know, uh, the inventor of the endless poop bag. It's a bag of holding for all your poop and needs. And then there's always the self-cleaning spittoon. Same technology, but it's a spittoon, of course, for all your saloon needs. If you put them end to end, they'll go back and forth forever. That's just a disappointing uh, feature, but yes, it'll it'll go back and back uh, forever. But here, here today, I'm here to talk to you guys about strain and just how you need to not go out in that in that world to just use your own strain to cast those magic spells. So I've created these these spell wands. They they take strain for you. Uh, our, our biggest seller here is the lightning rod. Of course, it shoots out the lightning. It's good for uh, shocking people you don't like. It's not too deadly, but it'll save you some strain in a pinch. Uh, we just came out with the freezing rod. It's good for the food if you're a butcher. The guy down the street uses it for his his meats. Uh, just uh, come on down to the Arcane Foxes Pond Huli. You know the place. See you soon. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that was a word from our sponsors from the world of Valeria. All right. So if you're joining us for the first time in this arc, we wanted to give a short, brief recap of the story of everything that happened so far. So, let's begin. Our heroes arrived at a small town called Three Oaks. 
It seemed like a peaceful and prosperous town. However, they quickly discovered that there was a deadly secret in Three Oaks. One of the reasons Three Oaks had prospered was because of a powerful wizard by the name of Morty Bashmir. He had used a magical artifact to protect the city. In truth, there was actually another ancient magical artifact, one of great power and darkness that Morty had kept hidden in a vault underneath Three Oaks. This artifact was a broken shard of a powerful sword that was used during the Great War to unleash evil upon the world. For 50 years, Morty had safely protected the shard, but things were changing in the world of Valeria, and he feared that an ancient evil was behind everything that was happening. So five years ago, Morty set out trying to discover what was truly going on. No one had seen him since. Shortly after our friends arrived at Three Oaks, a necromancer broke through Morty's defenses and began to raise the dead and attack the town. Our heroes were able to fend off the attack, defeat the necromancer, and protect the blade from falling into evil hands. After the battle was over, our heroes set out to rescue Morty, who they had discovered had been captured and was being held in the forgotten city known as Valador. We last left off with our heroes escaping from the dwarven mines, having accomplished their task of finding five bloodstones for an elderly gentleman named Roland, who actually turned out to be a dragon in disguise. The group returned to inform their friend, the owner of the halfway tavern, that they had discovered the fate of his brother. His brother had tragically died at the hands of an ogre named Lenny. They were able to offer him some closure by informing him that they had avenged his brother's death and by returning his brother's sword to him. After that, they began their journey towards the Forgotten City once again. They made the final trek through the mountain pass and began their descent to a small fishing village nestled beneath the mountain beside the lake. As they arrived around dusk at this small fishing village called Wondermare, they looked across the lake to see a brooding storm on the horizon. As you guys traveled back down towards from the mountains towards uh, the, the lake and the ruined city, you notice that there definitely is a, a change in sort of the nature, um, changes sort of the scenery as you make your way towards and kind of come down and see Wondermere, this little fishing village nestled in between the, the mountains and the lake. Um, you begin to notice a lot of wildlife starting to come about, uh, some forest and this quaint little village. It's not a very small village. I mean, it's not a very large village. Um, as you guys approach, it's maybe uh, this 200 people tops live here. Uh, and under normal circumstances, they don't even get a lot of traffic and probably less so with the whole goblin threat that you guys just cleared up. Um, they're a couple days journey from the Dragon Spire, so they're pretty far out here, pretty far out in the wilderness. And so you guys come here. It's a, a pretty small town. Uh, they do you, you come into town pretty late that evening, um, and you do notice that there, there is a, a general store uh, and a tavern. Uh, the tavern you guys approach, tavern and inn, uh, called the Snaggletooth Inn, 
uh, and you see sort of uh, this large, uh, I guess you could say taxidermy or at least some sort of skeletal fish creature sort of uh, hanging over the top of the, the awning. Uh, this inn is very rustic. It's definitely not the Laughing Dragon back in Three Oaks. That that uh, It's definitely not that luxurious sort of high elven culture. This is definitely a rustic inn. Um, they probably don't see a lot of, a lot of travelers through here. Um, you don't actually don't, as you guys enter the town, you don't see a whole lot of people, uh, around. You see a few people kind of closing up shop or heading home from what might be the docks, kind of smell that, that smell of a, a long day fishing sort of wafting off of a few individuals as y'all come into town. Uh, there's a, a, very, actually, a really nice town square, or uh, sort of the center of the town, with a a well and uh, some flowers and and some definitely some some nice stonework. That people they they do. It seems like they they care about their town. It's just a like I said, a very small sort of frontier town out in the wilderness, almost. So, uh, are you guys going to head straight to the tent, the the inn? Uh, the inn slash tavern, or are you guys going to try and, and hit up the, the the general store, the trading store, up uh, tonight? Uh, it's pretty late in the evening. I would say it's probably after eight at this point. Oh, well, getting getting on in the evening. I suppose we had better secure some rooms. I agree. Well, I, oh. some of these people we passed that so- smell kind of like a brothel. I think we might as well head into the inn for now. Do you guys want me to go to the store or sell some of our goods while you guys get the room set up? Certainly. That would. Would you require any assistance with that? If you'd like to, but uh, the main thing is, guys, I've got some funds. I mean, we, we're going to use it to, like for the, the, the end tonight and everything, but do you guys want me to continue building up like group funds, or do you want me to just, just uh, sell every, everything I can and just keep, divide it between us? If you're going to be carrying money, I want to come with you to provide some muscle if needed. Oh, you, you always seem more like the sharps claws guy than muscle, but thanks. I'm in favor of a group fund. We're traveling together. That's easier accounting, as far as I can tell. Okay. Well, let me know if there's anything we need to, to expend it on. It's whatever benefits the group the most. and. If we should ever part ways, we'll just divide it, or um, we'll just divide it evenly. So, I head to the general store. Then, is, is everyone just coming with me to the store first instead? I'm coming with you, Makra. I mean, I still think it's a good idea to get a room before people, you know. I'll join Makra. Ruby, what are you doing? I'll go to the inn. I don't really care about selling stuff. I mean, I don't have anything to sell. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I mean, I'm fine offering protection to those who are carrying all the money, but I don't really have any money to sell. So, Well, you, you feel free to negotiate. I'll, I'll bring the money by. Or, I'll, or pay for yourself, and I'll just repay you. Either way. I mean, I, I have the silver that we each got. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yours. That's yours. I, I want to make sure everyone has... Well, sure, but yeah. I'm saying I have the money to put down a down payment for some rooms, and then... Oh, yes. Okay, good. We'll, we'll catch up. Thank you, Makro. This is what happens when you play fantasy games with adults. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the intricacies of yeah. like how to Venmo each other. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll put three uh, ten silver against my horse payment. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, so we got three going one way and we got two going the other. Um, let's do the, the trader first. Uh, you guys walk into this sort of general store. It's actually like basically like you would think of a, um, a general store. They have everything you could possibly imagine from like um, non-perishable goods to, you know, fruit and vegetables to some probably dried meats. Uh, there's all sorts of equipment and tools. Um, not a whole lot of, of weaponry, I would say. Probably a sword or two, maybe a bow or two. And uh, you see, uh, I would say probably an, an elderly gentleman asleep behind the counter, just with his head down, sort of a, 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 a straw hat, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. Hello. <laughs> ah, well, hello there. Hey, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you. Is the store open for business? Uh, yeah, well, we, well, yeah, sure. Yes, come, come on down. We, uh, we, I mean, we're open for business. Uh, I, haven't seen you folks around y'all y'all passing through you coming uh coming for uh coming in from dragon spire with a with, with some supplies or or what you what you guys uh needing needing supplies for an uh, excursion or are you looking at settling in down or what's what you what you need we got everything you could possibly need oh uh we're we're traveling through we're we're adventurers i'd say at this point <laughs> uh but i'm a trades person i i know the business Adventurers, you say? Oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, if you uh, are you are you adventuring out to the the ruined city, and is, he kind of leans in, there's is a little bit of a twinkle in his eye when he says that. Uh, well, the, uh, the ruined city to the east, or what are you talking about? Oh, uh, yes, that's the only ruined city around. <laughs> okay, I was, I was hoping for information on something else I might not know about. Yeah. We're, oh well, no, I mean I'm sure there's probably some some ruins up. up towards the north of the, the lake. They do say that there is a, uh, a path or, a, I guess, a, an old ancient roadway up to the what, they, what the myths say or the stories tell of an old ancient giant, frost giant kingdom. But that's, ah, oh, you ask me, I don't know if I believe any of those tall tales. But yes, the ruined city across the lake. Are you, are you looking at uh, maybe making an excursion over there? We, we haven't got any people for a long time. Well, I guess since... I guess since Hasseldorf came by, but um, it wasn't too too good of an excursion, I, I don't believe. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you need supplies for your trip across the lake, we definitely have some. Or if you decide to go around the lake, we definitely have plenty of, of whatever you may need. Well, first off, I've got some some good supplies you might be interested in for your shop. All right. Well, what you got? Well, uh, how do you feel about some of this stuff? Uh, I pull out some uh, dwarven plate mail. Or Jordan Plate. Um, I believe you said it was ancient, right? Yes. It's, whoa, wow. That's uh, that's some mighty fine armor. I uh, well, I you know, I tell you what, I we don't. Not a lot of people need armor around here, but what what else you got? We might we might have to we might can come to agreement. What what else you got? Well, I've been down and I pick up a big. A big uh, roll of uh, of swords, and I slap them down. And say, "Okay, I've got nineteen swords." Oh, oh my! You guys have been adventuring. Uh, well, I tell you what, we we are a little low on swords. People have been buying some swords up with all the goblin attacks around. 
Um, oh, we killed so many of those. Oh, well, uh, shh, shh, don't, don't tell anybody. That'd, that'd be bad business. Um, well, I tell you what. I'm interested in the swords. The arm I might could sell. How much are you thinking for uh, for five swords and the armor? And do you show him any of your other stuff? Yeah, I'm like, well, okay, if you know, if you like to draw some business, I have a goblin dagger. Look, they made it. It's not very good quality, but this would be a good <laughs> advertisement for you. Oh well, um, hmm. Well, look, look, this is a dagger. Like they, they've got to know that they actually face weapons. I mean, weapons. Sure. I throw the goblin dagger in there. All right. Not mentioning the bloodstones. Uh, uh, I've got uh, one warhammer and two, two leather armor. And just so you know, while y'all are doing this, Katsy's wandering around looking for oddities or anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey, Kaji, uh, look, take, get a look out for anything like uh, I've heard of some, some places have bags where it's easier to carry stuff in them. Like, no matter what you put in them, it's the same way. I know what a bag is. Duh. Okay. So, like, a special bag. What do they look like? I, as far as I know, I've never seen one. They, they should be able to take any form. Okay. I'll look around for some. All right. What are you looking for? A bag of holding. Oh, gotcha. Backpack of holding is going to be really hard to find here. I'm just going to say they don't have it. I would say they're probably like frontier location. They're not like a state regulated economy um, sort of thing. Okay. So he, he thinks for a second and says, well, I tell you what, uh, five swords, the armor, the goblin dagger, and you said the warhammer. Yeah, I've got a warhammer. The warhammer. I'll give you a thousand dollars for the lot. Let's see. Ah. Well, I, how much is the for the goblin dagger? Uh, fifty. Fifty. Okay, I'll just I'll take that outright. I'm fine with fifty for the the dagger. But the uh, as far as everything else goes, uh, hmm, thousand. Can you do any better than that? Make me a negotiation check. The difficulty, please. Just two purple. Well, I got three successes and an advantage. Okay. Um. Uh, so. I would say hmm, he thinks, ponders for a second, scratches his beard. Hey, you drive a hard bargain. I tell you what, I'll do. I do three thousand for the lot. That sounds more than fair. Thank you, sir. How do you want to spend that advantage? Uh, so uh, I was wondering, what kind of like local local wares do you guys have that might sell well, like? Like away from here, like something you would you would export if you could, but it's kind of hard to get anywhere else in the country. Well, we do have some unique creatures up around this area, but you know we we do a lot of fishing. Is it when we're a fishing town, basically? Um, here, some people take the bones of the of the snaggletooth, the blue or the the blue fin, and uh, or the blue tail. Sorry, the blue tail. Uh, snaggletooth fish and they uh, make wands out of it but yeah i think it's the backbone it's a curved bone that seems very interesting a lot of people say it's really good conductor for magic but uh, you know i don't know i don't know that about that stuff we don't we don't sell in the magic sort of stuff you know um if you're looking for different types of animals there's some all kinds of different creatures uh you know there's there's uh, 
some deer, some elk, some got some frost rabbits sometimes if you we've traveled a little bit up the mountains. Um oh, uh frost rabbits? Yeah, they just white rabbits. White rabbits run real fast. Big wow. rabbits are big, big, big rabbits. I mean mm. the size of like cats. Oh, uh, what does the fur look like? Well, just, very, just white or uh, real soft, real white, sometimes in a speckled gray, you know, salt and pepper sort of sort of feel to it. Sometimes if you get a real good one, it's white with light gray tips or gray with white tips. Just depends Ooh. on the yeah. Very pretty, very pretty. But they're hard to hunt because they're very fast and very agile. I used to go hunting with my brother. Now he runs the inn now. And uh when I was in our younger days. He was in our younger days. Uh oh well do you have a how hard is it to fish these uh these blue fins up? Well, you have to go out on the, the sea. I mean, every now and then you can catch one on the shore, but most of them, they're on a lake. You have to go on the middle of the lake or deeper parts of the water. But they give up good fight. Um, a lot of people up in Draken Spires come down here, and they, they talk to the fishermen. And they get their, their bones, the spine bone for their wands, I guess. Oh, well, do, you, do you have any of those? No, no, no. I don't. I don't sell any of those. Uh, you have to talk to Jones. Jones is the biggest uh, fisher, probably. He he does the most dealings with Drakenspire. He oh, actually, his boys just left just yesterday. Uh, uh, or well, I guess it was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, towards Drakenspire, they would have uh, probably be there by now. Probably, I'd, probably you didn't pass them. They probably probably got there before you. You. Uh, he didn't probably pass them. They left quite a few days ago, so they might be on their way back now. But uh, yeah, Jones Jones does a lot of the fishing down by the docks. All right, thank you, uh, Kachi. You found anything? Uh, is there anything you're uh, looking for in particular? Uh, I'm so far far from home. I'm looking for stuff that just kind of catches my eye, or I might be able to use. Uh, my friend here said something about a bottomless bag, but you know, I'm looking for basically anything. Got anything cool or neato, as the kids say these days? Well, if you're yeah, talking about one of those, uh, one of those, uh, bag of holdings, if you have if you want one of those, you have to talk to, but well, I mean, you could try, but you know, I don't know how, how far you're going to get, but you could try to talk to, I guess you could call him our town wizard. I don't know how much of a help he is today. His name's Husseldorf. He likes to hang around the, the docks. Uh, he's been with us for a few near, years now, and he does all the, the wizard stuff around, but he, he's a, you ask me, he's just a nutter. He's a loon. <laughs> if you meet one wizard, you've met them all pretty much well, as far as I know. I don't know about that. The ones that come down from the Dragon Spire, they seem to head there, have their heads on straight. But this this fella, well, he just he just wasn't the same, or is it the same, I guess you could say, anymore. But yeah, if you want a bag of holding or anything magical, you just talk to him. He uh he might be at the tavern. I don't I don't know. I don't much keep up with him. He's a he's an odd odd fella. But uh I have some trinkets if you're looking for that. We've got some uh some you know, uh, some some fish oil that's uh you know, they they say it has some great medicinal purposes. Uh, that's some, yeah, I think I passed a couple of villagers who had uh, used it for a cologne on the way. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't put it on your body. You don't put it on. You drink it or you put it in your food. It's like with medicine, medicinal purposes, not not hygiene, medicinal. 
Your definition of trinkets is a lot different than my definition. No, no. Well, of we've got some some necklaces and some odd, you know, little, little knickknacks that come from the the great city, the great ruined city. Ooh, what's what's your coolest couple? My couple. Which of your trinkets do you think is the most unique and fascinating to somebody who grew up with basically just sand? Oh, well, there's a beautiful necklace that we found over there. Well, I didn't find, but Hasseldorf found. We also have a, um, a statue that is said to have come from the king's chamber. Not sure what it does. Just some trinkets like that. You know, some pottery, some, uh, some, some artwork. Well, what's up with the necklace? Uh, well, he points to the... The obvious, as you see it now, this sort of display of of trinkets from the ruined city, and uh, like you said, there's some vases, there's some vases, some bowls, some uh, a few statues, a few little like small, like I guess you could say decorative sort of things, uh, and then there is sort of a, a a necklace that probably is like his like pride and joy. So probably a ruby and sapphire with sort of um, amber gold. This sort of it's not like gold, like we would know gold, but this it's got like a fire uh, look to it as the light hit it hits it, the lantern hits it, like rose gold, kind of rose, but I would say more it's got more of like that orange tint to it. And and the reason why it's got that is you look and you realize that like it looks like gold, but actually looks like it has. Um, veins inside it that that sort of sparkle i guess you'd say necklace so it's a a, oh well that's uh that's about 500 silver well that's a lot of silver well it's it's an ancient ancient necklace do you know it's not cursed well i touched it i'm doing okay as you put it on, would you be willing to try it out for me? Let me see how it looks to me, person. Uh, no, I, I don't think I want to try it on. You don't believe me? Do you think I would well, sell cursed items in my store? Well, you said you touched it, not that you put it on. Well, I touched it. If it was cursed, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just touching it. Is, is that how it works? I thought some things you have to put on. I don't know. I'm not a magician. He said it was fine. We should have brought okay. Raytheon. Well, fine, man. You're, st- you're losing your crap. It's okay, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've got some potions of vitality over there made with the uh, the the blue f- blue tail, the blue fin. You guys got any? Uh, let's say uh, some some things of oil I can use, like just something high flammable that I can just keep in my person. No, I mean other than fish oil, but that's not really highly flammable. You guys, you guys only use candles for your lights. You never use like a an oil. I mean, yes, you want to buy my lantern oil? Yeah, I, I love some, please. Mm. Want to buy your fat? <laughs> uh, well, I've never had someone ask me that. I guess I can spare a, a vial or two for, uh, let's say, a uh, hundred silver. I'm more looking for like single uses for like starting fires. Oh, well, I don't have anything like that. I just, we don't make bombs. That's okay. It's, it's, you, we've done, you've, you've already treated me properly. I appreciate that what you've done so far. Uh, okay. All right. 
Is there anything, last thing, is there anything specific you think we should probably buy if we're going to go to the ruins and try to not die? We do have a, a protection potion that you might want. It, 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 every adventurer, he kind of like looks at you, every adventurer comes through here. They get themselves some good protection stuff. Uh, we've got some of that over there, uh, 50, 50 silver uh, a bottle. Well, what kind of protection does it offer? Uh, maybe a perception check or no, a vigilance check. This guy's lying. <laughs> too, too purple difficulty. Do I have to make one too, or is he talking to both of us? I, if you want to discern whether or not this guy's being truthful with you and being on the up and up, yes. If you want to just take him at his word, then no. You can just yeah. take him at his word. <laughs> How many purple? Two. No, um, cancel, all canceled out. I got a uh, failure and an advantage. Okay. Yeah, he seems like he's he seems like he's being completely honest with you guys. Everybody comes through here. Seems like they stop here and get themselves some some protection potions. And he leads you over to them. It's like it's basically right next to like the the artifacts that they have from the city. Um, and uh, but I say with your advantage, Leo. Unless you want, I mean, not Leo uh, Kachi. If you, I mean, do you want to? How do you want to use that advantage? I, I mean, it's a, it's a failure. So my guy's like, oh, really? He starts to get <laughs> kind of close to it. Um, but uh, the, the shop owner, maybe he like accidentally gets caught up in my tail for a second. And so it's like one of those like three, three uh, uh, stooges scenes where he's like, oh, no. And I'm like, ah. And he accidentally backs into this plane. They tumble out. I'm like, I don't know. It might be damaged now. Sorry about that. This tail knows a mind of its own, but man, you almost broke my pail. Okay, so he knocks stuff over and accidentally picks up the wrong potion. So my advantage is it's it's affordable, and I'm going to probably buy it, but it's a random roll as to what the actual potion is. Oh. Okay. Is that all right? You agree with that? Sure. <laughs> okay. Now, uh... Now, we've already asked about the potions. What type of potions does he have? Uh, he has a potion of vitality. He has some health elixirs, and he has a... Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess this could work. I would assume potions don't all look the same, uh, but <laughs> sure. Maybe they don't all look the same in terms of like their substance, but they're all in the same bottle. Like like all of them are in, in like green glass. You know, what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab a D6. How about that? Wait, first off, how much gold is it? It's fifty silver. Fifty silver. Okay. Uh, how many uses per bottle is this? One. One. Okay. Maybe getting something overpriced or something underpriced. Let's see. Health elixir, potion of vitality, and this protection potion that he's trying to get. Okay, so health is going to be one to two. I haven't rolled yet. Vitality is going to be uh, three and four, and five and six is going to be protection. Okay. Well, all right. What? Well, what? Could I have one of them be an invisibility potion and one of them no. be just fish oil? No. I wouldn't balance it out. <laughs> Dude, an invisibility potion is 1,000 silver. But fish oil is just fish oil. All right, but what if it what if it makes him invisible? Buddy smells like fish, like to high heaven. No, no, I think I think uh, a health elixir, potion of vitality, or a protection potion. He sold you a line. You guys failed to see his deception. Yeah. 
But he's also an idiot. So, you know, we got that. Well, he's also an idiot. <laughs> okay. You got a six. Woohoo. That's a good one. It's the protections. <laughs> Is that the bad one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because, oh, yes. Oh, oh, goodness. Well, he picks one up, hands it to you. I go, okay, for 50, 50 silver, right? Okay, here you go. <laughs> right. Uh, no, what does this do? What does this do for us? I mean, just so. He looks at you and he goes, it protects you. Okay. So, like, by like ice damage or just all damage? Yes. All right. Thank you. I think I'll take one too. All right. That'll be 50 silver. There you go. Uh, so, you guys uh, head out. Uh, if you guys finish up, we'll transition over to the tavern. The Snaggletooth Tavern. Okay, so Makra, Raytheon, and Ruby walk into a tavern. I'm just saying, if you if you put it in a jar, perhaps I I I just I think that their mucus was thick enough that perhaps it would slow someone down. You could just throw it, and it would shatter and cover the ground. And why are you looking at me like that, Ruby? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you saying we should have harvested the goblin's snot to make people slip? You don't tell me you never thought about that. N- no. No, certainly not to make them slip. I, I, think it's, I think it's viscous enough. It would at least slow them. You know, and, and then you and I could hang back and fire on them from a distance. I think you're on to something, Raytheon. And she smiles. Do, do I believe her? <laughs> uh, she's really tried hard to, like... <laughs> yeah, you see, you, you feel sort of a hesitation from her. You see, Makra, I told you, perfectly reasonable idea. If you say so. So looking around, what do we see? Yeah, so you guys walk in, and uh, you, the first thing you notice is uh, straight in front of you is the bar. And uh, you see a, a middle-aged gentleman, um, and over the bar is a massive fish, probably 10 foot long. Um, and it is sort of taxidermied on on the, the ceiling, well, sort of the, the bar head. Uh, and it is the ugliest fish, probably the most frightening fish you've ever seen. Uh, you probably realize this is what the, the fish, the, the tavern is named after, its namesake. It is, it, it is every bit of a snaggle tooth. I mean, them teeth are jutting out everywhere. They are not pretty. This fish, this fish need braces. I mean, it, it is ugly. It's a dork fish. <laughs> it can eat corn through a chain link fence, huh? It can eat corn through a chain link fence. <laughs> I mean, and these these this huge teeth, probably like six, seven inch teeth on this bad boy. Uh, it's a massive fish. Uh, you to the right, you kind of hear a couple people playing some soft music. Um, it's not a very uh, crowded bar scene. The bartender is standing behind, sort of polishing glasses, uh, wiping down the bar, uh, not really paying attention to y'all coming in. Uh, you To the left, you see a uh, sort of a, a disheveled individual that hasn't probably bathed in a couple months. Um, he is sort of... Call me out like that, but okay. 
<laughs> he's eating his food with his hands. Uh, he, he has a staff that's sort of propped up next to the table. Uh, and as he's eating, he's sort of like, his eyes are darting sort of back and forth as if he is scared someone might take his food. Is he, is he human? Oh, yes, he's human. Probably in his mm, 60s, maybe. Maybe 50s. Can't really tell. I mean, his, his hair is pretty, pretty ratty. It's long. It's, it's not kept at all. His cloak is tattered. I mean, there's holes all in this thing. It's dirty. Um, you can't tell if it's just, if it's gray or if it's dirty, dusty, or even muddy. It's, it's sort of just this beigey, grayish sort of looking, uh, tattered cloak. Uh, the bartender is like mid-age. Uh, he finally sees you guys as y'all walk towards him, I would assume. And, uh, greets y'all. Oh, hello. How can I help you? individuals this evening we'd like to reserve a room if we may most certainly we have the the pick uh we have six rooms available uh not many people are staying here this evening so uh, how many accommodations would you need let's see there's there's you and i ruby ruby i get my own room but you're, and, you're the innkeeper. You you have all the rooms. No, 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 no. This is Ruby. I, I get my own room. You sound just like the innkeeper. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> A little higher. I get my own room. All right. So, <laughs> Raytheon, Makra, Ruby. And then we've got Katji and Leo, right? I suppose we could save a little bit of money and room, room some folks together. We could. Uh, of course, Ruby, you would. Get your own room. Well, so, I how suppose... much per room, Parky? Well, uh, I'd say that's probably um, ten silver a room. So, three rooms. Yep, thirty silver. Seems reasonable to me. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and pay it, and I'll check in with Leo to get reimbursed later on. Very good. All right, well, uh, he, he pulls out a few keys and hands them to you. Uh, it's up the steps, and uh, just take your first right, and there'll be uh, the first uh, three, uh, actually, the, the first two doors you come to on left and right, and then the last, uh, the second door on the right. There'll be your rooms. I hand one of the keys to Ruby. Oh, boy. No, you, you don't want any boys over. No, that's hey. probably not a great idea. How do you know what I want? <laughs> she walks off. <laughs> Saying it's a bunch of strangers in here and had a lot of very odd whatever. Um, as she walks away, I'm going to look at the human that you described. Yes. The dirty cloak. I wanna, is he looking at us? Looking at Ruby? Is he? Uh, you look at him and uh, he like you catch him looking at you. He quickly darts his eyes back to his food, as if and tries to pretend he did. You didn't see him. He didn't see you. You didn't catch him looking at you. Goes back to eating. Uh, at this point, you're probably close enough to notice. Like he seems like he might be mumbling something under his breath. Turn back to the barkeep. You know anything about this guy? Oh well, uh, yeah. That's uh, well. I guess you could say that's our town wizard. That's that's Husseldorf over there. He's uh. He's uh he's all right. A little strange, but 
you know, he's, he won't hurt. He couldn't hurt a fish. He seems very nervous. Yeah, well, yeah, he, uh, uh, he, uh, he been quite right for a couple of years. A couple of years? What happened? Well, um, don't really know much of his backstory. He came to town a couple of years back. Well, I guess. Ah, uh, he thinks and uh, kind of pauses for a second. Goes, I guess it's been five years now. I'd, he uh, went across the lake to the city and uh, went with a group of people. He was the only one that came back. And uh, really, wasn't quite the same after that. But we we try, some of us try and take care of him. He's uh, like I said, he's really harmless. Uh, now my brother, my brother doesn't have much use for him, but we we try and help him out, give him a place to stay, give him some some work. But uh, he hasn't gotten any better since since then. I see. Some say he used to be a wizard, but could just be town gossip. No, I mean, by wizard, I mean like a wizard from down there at the uh, the Gray Manor. You know, one of those wizards. Did, does Raytheon know anything about the Gray Manor? Mm, if you would like, you can. Yeah, make me a uh, geography check. Uh, just one purple, I think. You can make okay. one too, uh, Makra. Can go ahead and roll that. Uh, no, but I got four six. I got four advantage. Oof, no successes for advantage. Uh, do you want to pass off one of those advantages to Makra? Yes, I would like to give that boost out of Makra. Makra, and here's how I'll do it. Um, the Gray Manor. They're not connected to Morty in any way, are they? Um, and so I'm going to pass that off to to Makra that way. Okay. Uh, I would, well, I would say, I would say this with, um, well, how about this? How about before you pass that off, uh, let's use three advantage. You can use your advantage to figure something out about them. Maybe you don't know like a whole lot. Do I know if they're connected to Morty? Uh, or if Morty has a connection to them? I would say in your time at the, the Academy, you ran across writings of Morty that talked about the gray manor or um, that they were, he was friend. He had a friendly relationship with him, a very good working yeah. relationship with him. Makra, you wouldn't happen to know anything about the, the gray manor, right? All I can remember right now is that Morty seemed to hold them in high regard and the respect was mutual. Let's see if I know anything. Uh, you said one purple geography? One purple geography. And you've got and a boost. I a, and I add a boost. I'm not optimistic, but we'll see. Oh, man. <laughs> I know plenty. <laughs> nice. With our um, powers combined. <laughs> I would say that uh, what you know with your successful check is that uh, the Gray Manor is one of the, the most prestigious, most prestigious. Uh, wizard academies in Alaria, and there's a couple different schoolings in uh, the Gray Manor. 
that not every wizard goes there to study the same thing. And wherever you sort of, I guess you could say, uh, oh, what's the word in a degree? Specialize in. Uh, that there's different sort of specializations within the great manor order and uh, very powerful wizards. Uh, some of the greatest wizards in Alaria have probably come from the great manor Institute. It's a very prestigious place. If he did in fact come from there, then he must be a very powerful wizard, even if he doesn't know it anymore. Have you ever thought about taking him there for healing? Well, I mean, it's just town gossip. I mean, nobody knows if it's true. Even if he isn't associated with them now, they still may be able to provide some healing and help. Let me see what I can find out. Okay. I happen to have been exploring some of the healing arts recently. (laughs) Well, now now listen, he he doesn't take too kind to strangers, so... So be careful. He won't hurt you. At least I've never seen him hurt anybody, but he he can freak out a little bit and cause a scene. Last person that that uh, tried to talk to him, uh, both of them ran away screaming. I don't know what happened. It was weird. It was, you know, he's 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 not all there together. You know, I mean, you try, but you know, I don't know if he'll let you touch him. We'll see. We'll see. So how far away from this guy am I right now? Uh, like in terms of range. <laughs> in terms of range, uh, you are, I would say, short distance. Short distance. Yeah, I think this, this tavern is not that big. Okay. <laughs> what would I need to do to determine the, the manner of his injury? Oh, like his mental injury? His mental trauma? Yeah, like what? What would mm. I need to know? I'd let you do a an opposed Arcana check or opposed uh, Magic check. Sure. What's our difficulty? Okay, so you're going off Primal. Primal. Uh, I would think this is probably off his dis his willpower because you're trying to probe his mind to see like what's going on in there. So that's going to be two purple, one red difficulty. Okay, I would like to spend a story point to okay. uh, to upgrade my upgrade my check. Or actually, could I spend it to downgrade his? No, you can't spend it to downgrade his, but you can spend it okay. to upgrade yours. Yep. Okay, everybody's cool with me doing that? We've got a ton of these on the board. Yeah. Spending a story point, I like it. All right. That's a success. Nothing else, but it's a success. <laughs> it's just a success. Okay. Hmm. Glad I upgraded that because that's where that success came from. The other, <laughs> yep. the other uh, yellow die. Okay, so you're trying to to figure out the extent of his his mental trauma. Yeah, like is it something that I could heal? No. How do you do this? Talk to me about like how how do so, you? Raytheon uh, Raytheon goes to sit down at a table, and uh, passes within a short range of this guy. In terms of range distances, he would pass with an engagement distance of him. And, uh, and as he passes behind him, uh, you, see his, you see his hand sort of like work right behind, uh, like a couple of inches away from the back of his head. He like kicks the, kicks the leg of that guy's chair 
to distract him from that. <laughs> Sorry, old timer. Excuse me. Been a long road. I think as you approach him, he watches you. Uh, and when you kick his chair, um, he sort of like doesn't know what to do. He kind of like jumps um, and. Um, yeah, it's not like I like haul off and kick the chair. It's no, no, like, yeah. Like swinging my foot a little too wide. Yeah. I think when you do that, you immediately sense like pain. And he has experienced something so horrific that it broke him to an extent. Right. And Raytheon sensing that will stop and you quite all right, old man. He stops, kind of stiffens, looks at you and says, when they wake it, will it stay slumbering? They must not wake it. And he goes back to eating with his hands very quickly. Is there another chair at the table? Uh, yeah. Raytheon's going to pull out one of those chairs and like watch his reaction to that very carefully. Like he's treating this like a skittish animal. <laughs> I think that's a good way to approach it. Um, so, so you sit down. Uh, as say, as you, you touch to survival. No, 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 no. I think you're okay at this point. When you touch the chair, he's like halfway, like hand half in his mouth. He like, stops mid chew and just looks at you. Right, he's hunched over too over his plate and just watches you as you sit. He slowly chews, <laughs> just watching you. I'd like to just sit there, very, very calmly. And begin to uh, begin to sort of like trim, trim Raytheon's nails with a pocket knife, like not not in a threatening kind of way, just yeah. sort of like activity. Okay, uh, he slowly eats, slowly taking bites, and he he stops. Is your is your, is your friend going to join us? That all depends. Do you want him to? He goes back to eating. Raytheon just sort of like, just sort of like, <laughs> looks at Mocker across the room, just like, hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> continues to trim his fingernails, just wait on this fella. Um, how close is this table to the bar? Uh, I would say probably like. Like what, 10, 15 feet? 10, 15 feet. Like he's on the outskirts of, of sort of the, the, the dining area. There's another chair. You could sit there if you want. Well, I was going to say, I'll, I, what I'd like to do is order an ale from the barkeep and then sit at the bar close, as close as I can to the table. So still trying to be nonchalant, but just trying to be on hand in case, you know, something happens. Okay. Uh, you order a um, pint. <laughs> it's a pint. Uh, it comes in pints? <laughs> it comes in pints? <laughs> what do you get me one? Um, okay. All right. Uh, the, the pint would probably, I mean, the ale would just be... Um, Two silver. Yeah. Um, you watch. He watches. Um, you, Makra, as you like walk over and sit down. Um, and then his eyes sort of dart back and forth between you two. And uh, Raytheon is very pointedly not looking at him. Okay. Raytheon, what's your, um, what's your discipline? Not much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, uh, uh, discipline. 
Yeah. What's your discipline? Yeah, it's it's one green. So that'd be a purple for him. Oh wow. Oof. Oh buddy. <laughs> oh, He's got oh, zero. Di- oh, oh buddy. We talked about this when I when I <laughs> zero, made Raytheon. Zero it, discipline. It, he's got like no discipline. <laughs> he's got zero willpower. <laughs> like he's. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, zero, I, I'll give you a boost yeah. die though. I'll give you a boost die. Cause I think you kind of maybe sense this coming. Um, mm-hmm. But he rolls a success with two advantage. So uh, he watches you and are you going to try, are you like watching him like out of the corner of your eye? Not making. Oh eye- yeah, absolutely. It's not okay. like he's like turned his back to him. Okay. I think as he, he stops eating, sets his plate down and just closes his he closes his eyes and like for a second, he seems sort of at peace. Oh, this is not good. And you can sense like he's doing the same thing that you did to him. Uh, And all Raytheon is going to think just like (laughs) as loud as he can is we could help, you know, he doesn't ask a question. He, when you say that he, you feel him like pause and he goes, you hear him say, in your mind, you're, you're going to the city? We must. You must not. A friend's life depends upon it. Morty, perhaps you know of him. Mortimer? Raytheon's just saying this Ooh. out loud really quietly. Mm. He seems to sort of soften up a little bit. He becomes a little more comfortable with you when you say Morty's name. Um... However, for a few moments he does, and then he something changes, and he like you feel him sort of distance himself. Oh, you have it. You you have felt it. It's power. It calls to you. I have. And then he he he's gone. Um, and he goes back to eating. Macro, a word upstairs, please. I grab my growler and <laughs> yeah. follow Ray. Uh, <laughs> uh, as you guys do this, Ruby comes down the stairs. Hey, what you guys doing? A word upstairs, please. I we walk past her. I just grab her arm and walk her back upstairs. Ah, uh, but I just come from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's transition back to uh, as you guys carry Ruby back up the stairs. Um, you guys walk out of the trader and uh, straight in front of you, you see the docks. Um, you see the sort of lights uh, lighting the docks. You see a couple of fishermen seem like they're coming in for uh, the day's catch. Uh, how far does the port look? It's probably, I'd say at this point, like long range from you, maybe like two, 300 feet, maybe, you know, sort of thing, distance. I, I, I call to one of the fishermen. Hey, hey, do you know where I can find Jones? Sorry to bother you on your way home. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I think he came in, uh, about an hour ago. Oh, where where would he be? How can I find him? Probably home. I look around. This building? Point to a random building. (laughs) No! Down past the tavern. All right. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> hope, hope you find your way. <laughs> All right, I, I, I go. 
I go look toward for the house. I mean, do I see like a fisherman's mark or anything like that? Uh, you probably would guess that like the fishermen probably sell the fish at the the docks. Um, you see, you definitely see the Snaggletooth Tavern. Uh, it's definitely okay. most of the houses are like people are yeah. you know, coming in for the night. Um, you do yeah. you go towards the tavern. You do see a house like further down. It's a rather large house, uh, but it's a little bit further down the road. I mean, just quick, quick, quick dodge in, or should I just wait till tomorrow? What would, would I know? Would Leo know? It's up to you. But this town seems like they probably don't do business in their homes. All right, yeah, Kaji. This is probably if we're going to do business with this guy, we're going to have to do it tomorrow. But let's just go into the tavern. Okay, let's head on. All right, now <clears throat> we go into the tavern. Now, Kaji, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, that goblin snot, like it was really something. You could really. If we put that in a vial, like in a few vials, we could really, uh, like it, it was, it smelled really bad. Like it could be used uh, to deter somebody, like a, like a trap deterrent, like a, like a treasure deterrent of some site, some sort. Uh, it's got to be a use for it. Did, did you check to see if it would light on fire? Probably wouldn't. Probably no, wouldn't. I didn't see if it could light on fire, but did you think maybe we could like, like trap somebody in it when they like stepped over it or tried to run oh. Oh like a like a walking trap, huh? You know what? That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. It was a little sticky. Like I stepped in a little bit of it on accident, and it was like it was a little sticky. So like a good little pull of it would probably really take care of a of, of a person. Ah! Probably the first people to come up with this. Let's let's make sure we come up with a brand name and market it. Does that sound good? All right, all right, but don't tell the other guys. Whatever you do, like let's let it be our own thing. All right. Next time we run to a giant thing of goblins. Ooh, I bet you could stick a bunch of crocodiles <laughs> to it if they were trying to catch them too. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll just I'll keep being the ideas guy, but like you you run things by me. But no, no to that, hundred <laughs> percent. Can I just uh, can I just thank you for uh, picking back up the uh, <laughs> the goblins? <laughs> Call it a snail trail. Snail snot. It'll stop up your butt. <laughs> and poop it too much snail's not god no <laughs> uh yeah so you walk in same scene um you guys don't see ruby or your fellow or, or right makra or, or raytheon a couple people come in with you guys it's, it looks like fishermen coming off the water uh for the day they come in they grab uh, a couple drinks sit down for a meal uh, you notice the same sort of disheveled looking gentleman over to the far left, sort of in the corner in his shadows. Um, the shadows. They do have uh, a couple, couple, two musicians maybe playing some sort of tune. Not really well, you know, sort of yeah. almost like maybe an open mic sort of, hey, come, you know, yeah, I'll pay you five silver type of thing. Not very good. No, stop. Okay. Uh, so the, the bartender looks at you guys and goes, oh, well, uh, more new faces. Uh, how can I help you this evening? Yeah, you see a guy, uh, an elf, uh, kind of woodsy looking with a, a foxtail purse. Uh, did he come in here and buy some roots for you? Yeah, uh, they just actually they just went upstairs a few seconds ago, quite in a hurry. I don't know uh, what, oh. what's going on, but yeah, they went up that way. Uh, first two doors on one first door on the right and left, and then. The uh, door on the right, right after the room on the right, right after the first one. They they pay for all of our rooms already. 
It, but yes, yes, yeah. They they paid for the rooms. All right. You said they hurried up. Did something go wrong? Well, uh, the orc fella ordered an ale, and uh, the young lass went upstairs. She came back down. They grabbed her and went back up. Okay. But uh, uh, the, the elf sat down with... Um, the elf sat down with Husseldorf over there. Oh, that's Husseldorf? We were, we were yeah. just talking with the trans guy about him. He, oh, oh, my brother, listen. My brother is well-meaning. Oh, but that's you. He, yes, that's my brother. Uh, he's well-meaning, but uh, don't believe everything he says. Husseldorf's okay. Oh, no. Uh, well, I mean, he, he sold us, like, health potions and uh protection potions and we we got uh, we got equipment from them or we we, uh, we sold them our equipment it was great oh brother was a lot of help you Gosh. bought a protection yeah. potion yeah. yeah it's gonna come in the nick of time he said we get into a battle take a protection potion it'll save our lives no harm will come to us mm. wait to completely risk my life on that potion mm. <laughs> all right well good luck yeah. to you I mean, if we were to like risk our lives on it and somehow it didn't work, I mean, we'd be really pissed. I mean, we're a bunch of adventurers. That would be, <laughs> you know what? He seemed like a good guy. Yeah. yeah. We can't wait till we come back through. Tell him, what, tell him how much it helped. <laughs> You're welcome. I've never had much uh, use for his potions, but maybe you'll get some use out of it. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a log or two. Um, I gotta gotta get on my way. If the group's hurrying, then something might be up. Do you by any chance have any two moon wine? Some some what now? Some two moon wine. Uh no, I I do not have any of any of that. I'm sorry. Uh, we do we did get some um some dwarven bourbon uh last week, but don't have any any of that. What is what is that? Uh, we make it down in the dunes uh, in the southwest. It is a a wonderful, delicious alcohol. Well, well, hold on there. Uh, let's see. I rummage through my I rummage through my bag. Yeah, yeah. This is one. I pull it out. Oh, yeah. This is this is two moon wine. It's way south uh, to the dunes. Yeah, you can't get it here at all. This is probably as far away as you could possibly be from the place that produces this. That sounds some like some good stuff, real good stuff. You you offering to to sell or bargain? You know what? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd sell this one. All right. Well, um, I tell you what. Um, how much you willing to offer? You know what? What would you say would be the economics? Stop. Uh, I hate you. Stop. No, we're not going into this again. Well, if you ask, uh, stop. If you ask no, us, no, 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 stop. <laughs> no. I tell you right, what. Well, this, this is what I say. Yeah, I think this is about this is about fifty, uh, fifty silver, just just because of how far away it is. Got any uh, any I can sample? Unfortunately, this this is my only bottle. Uh, my friend here has one that he's 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 opened up and had had parts of, but uh, this this one is unopened. I'd be willing to give you a sip of mine for maybe a bottle of something inexpensive in return. Well, I tell you what, I he looks at the uh, he looks at you, Kachi, and goes, I, "I'll trade you a, a glass of whiskey for a, a sip of your your moon wine. Your two two moon two moon wine. Is that what you said? Two moon wine. Two moon wine. Yes. Uh, he pours you a, a, a glass of uh, dwarven. He said whiskey or bourbon. What did I say? Before he goes to pour, I was like, 
either that or maybe some critical information. We are new in the area, and you are probably the center hub of it all. <laughs> well, I don't know what uh, what you'd be looking for. I mean, well, what do you uh, what do you need? Well, uh, I heard tale of all sorts of stuff about what will be in the ruins. Maybe tell us like what we're going to find there, possibly, and maybe anything we might need before we go there. Well, I wish you was some other question. A lot of people ask that question, but not a lot come back to to tell me what they find. Lots of rumors, lots of stories. Some say there's creatures that stalk in the night. Some say there's foul beasts, those ferals that uh, are down in the the, the, the black fields. Some say there's even a dragon there, but I've never been myself, nor do I plan on ever going over that cursed place. I've seen too many people come to this town asking questions about treasures and adventure and going over there and never coming back. Or they come back and he looks over towards Husseldorf and they're never the same. My advice to you, don't go. Go back to wherever you came, live a nice life, and enjoy the many blessings that you may be fortunate to. If you're going over there, I'd say you need a lot of courage. If I put my sword in them, they'll, they'll usually fall down, right? If I just keep putting the sword in them? Sometimes you're going to find that in life, at least in this world, there's some things that you're going to poke a, a sword in, and it's going to poke back. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. If that was worthy of of uh, a sip of your moon wine, if oh, wow. not, uh, here's a here's some dwarven spirits to soothe the soul. Well, I'll go ahead and give you the sip. Uh, I don't know how much you're doomed, and you should give up your profession is going to help. But uh, <laughs> you know, we'll keep it in mind. Stab twice, maybe. Um, and I pour him a, a, a shot of two moon wine from my open bottle. Ooh, he takes it and uh, definitely is impressed. Uh, looks at you, Leo, and offers to give you 50 for your, uh, your bottle. Yeah, I'll take 50. And can I get a couple of bottles of your um, Dwarven? Uh, you said it was whiskey? Yeah, Dwarven whiskey. Yeah, how much for a couple of bottles? Uh well, I, I a couple of bottles. I'd say, um, I mean, we just got our shipment in. I could only spare one bottle. Oh, okay. And, uh, I mean, I, I could give you uh, one bottle for uh forty silver. Yeah, that's an even trade. Um, yeah, give me a bottle and ten silver. We'll call it. We'll call it square. All right. Yeah, you guys make that exchange. Kaji, should we? Uh... We go talk to him first, or should we go see what our group is a little hurried about? Uh, I think our group was probably, you know, upstairs recuperating. Um, but I mean, do uh, what's his name, Dusseldorf, whatever he's right over there. I think it was um, Dumbledorf, Usseldorf. Pretty sure it was Castledorf. I hate Her- you, I hate Her- you all. Harold, Harold Hoff, <laughs> Hasselhoff. His name's Hasselhoff. <laughs> Grasselweeds. Um, let's go over and say hello to him. Uh, uh, you know, it could not hurt. Besides, uh, 
the 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 innkeeper was not very helpful. I I very quietly whispered to him. Ah, he's perfect. He seemed pleasant. But yeah, let's uh let's go talk to the guy. Oh, uh, hold on. What is what is um what is uh Dumbledore um Dimelor? What does Dimelor over there drink? Husseldorf is his name. Husseldorf. Okay. Dimebag loves gravy. <laughs> what is what is he? What is he drink? What can I? I mean, he's a he's a mage. We haven't seen many of those. He pours he pulls something out from the underneath uh, the undershelf and pours. He is. It's only I only charge him. Well, I don't charge him anything, but two silver will be suffice. All right, I, I, I give him five silver. Oh well. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Well, thank you for the friendly the fr- friendly greeting. I, I go over. I go over to the guy, Kaji. Uh, yeah, go over to the guy. He looks. Does he look rough or just normal? Just eating? oh yeah, he is. Like I mean, he. It's. I mean, it's. He's a rough looking individual. He long, stringy hair. Probably hadn't been washed. Long, scraggly beard. Uh, I mean, like I said, you can't tell if his it, what color his cloak is, and if it's if it's that color naturally or if it's just dirty. Um, and he is eating with his hands, sort of like like a wild animal, sort of you know, Fancy. hunched down over the table, sort of like protecting his food, just scooping it in, sort of thing. Uh, you guys approach, and he sort of stops and like looks up at you, not move, like not raising up, just sort of. Like stops and his with his eyes looks up at y'all. Um, doesn't uh, say anything. Just just looks yeah. at you. I like say a dog uh, that got caught eating a pillow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I've got a logger in one hand, other hand a whole up a drink from. Hey, friend, uh, we were just talking to the tradesperson. Do you have a second? And I, I give him. I reach out to give him the drink. He doesn't take it. Do you put it in on the table? Yeah, I put it on the table. Uh, bartender said you. This, this is what you prefer. Just wanted to. Chat about a necklace you put you uh, you found for the trace person. When you say the necklace, he immediately like goes back to eating a little a little a little faster now. Oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Um, uh, did we? Uh, did our friends talk to you? Um, the the elf uh, with the, the box purse, the uh, the orc monk. He he. Um, what was his what was his voice? Uh, he looks up. He does stop at this point. And um, sort of have the mouth half full of food. The elf set the orc drank. We talked about many things. It's <laughs> a funny definition of many. Oh, and okay. Are are you doing okay, sir? Kachi, he looks at you. And he he pauses on you for a little while, almost if like a little startled to see like a cat folk a dunair up here. I assure you, I'm real. He looks back at you, at you, Leah, kind of back and forth, and goes, "Will they wake it? They must not wake it." And he goes um, back to eating. What shouldn't we wake? Um, make me a persuasion check, uh, charm check. Yeah, charm check. Can I assist him in any way? Uh, yeah, you guys, I think you get a boost die. Whoever wants to make it, that's fine. Um, I'm giving my boost die to him. To Leo. I think this is going to go off of this guy's cool, which cool goes off of cunning. Cool goes off of cunning or presence? What's cool oh. Go off? 
Oh, I'm actually going to use a skill. I'm going to use helpful remark. Okay. Hey, there we uh, go. <laughs> um, it, it let's let you add two advantage on your check. Tell me what you know, man. Look, he's going to make it worth your while. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the difficulty is going to be oh, <laughs> one purple and two red. God. This his, guy's messed up. His cool is is two. His presence is two, and he's got adversary one. Okay, so story point this. You can two purple, uh, two red, one purple, and uh, I would say you brought over the ale, so you get a boost die. All right, and I'm a human, so I'm going to go ahead and give us. Uh, I'm going to put that back. Okay. <laughs> Using that heroic ability, or using that ability. <laughs> okay. I. Oh my goodness! What? This is the weirdest <laughs> roll. Two triumphs, um, but one threat and one despair. Oof. Oh, oh, the threat goes away. I've got one advantage. Yes, I was gonna say you've got you got two advantages on this. So okay, a triumph doesn't give you one despair. <laughs> no, so you rolled basically you rolled three successes, three failures, and all the successes and failures canceled out. So basically, you have a wash with two triumph and a despair. Um, and one advantage. And one advantage, yeah, <laughs> and one advantage. Um, so you guys ask him what not to wake. <sighs> two triumphs with two yellows. <laughs> Sorry, she's gone. Man. And, and the green was a hit. <laughs> Jeez, what a roll. The thing that creeps in the dark, made of bone and smoke, a foul, hideous creature. I do not know how it lives. But it is a dragon that lives. How do you want to use how do you want to use your other triumph? Can I heal him up a bit? He's like, <laughs> wake him out of his mess. Like, I don't know what else I even use it use it on. Well, like, like the question, like, like somehow the combination of the way I'm speaking to him like elucidates him somewhat. Brings brings back his He tells us what the necklace is. We can play this a couple different ways. Um you could try and convince Husseldorf to help you further if you wanted to. Um, or you could get maybe something else from Husseldorf right now, like something prophetic, I guess you could say. Okay, so we're not re- resolving the despair yet. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not just resolving that despair just yet. What do you I'm mean gonna, by something? We're going we're gonna to take that despair and just, uh, just I'm just going to hold on to it for a little bit. Just I'll leave. Rude. It's gonna be my buddy. It's we're we're gonna have fun together. It's, it's gonna be my buddy. I'll, I'll I'll leave that option to you. Um, I think maybe he sort of softens a little bit. Like he's not as um, his defenses don't seem to be up at this point. And he looks at you, Leo and Catchy, and he sort of locks eyes and really focuses and. You know, sort of, it takes a pause after what he said about, you know, uh, bone and shadow and mist and flame. And he then says, 
It will, it will be remade, but will they destroy it or will they use it? You will need a guide. That city is cursed. He goes back to eating, but he doesn't seem, he seems more lucid now. Uh, thank you, Dickledorf. <laughs> hate you all. <laughs> man, come on, man. You know you've got to bulletproof these names. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank Let's you, go start Doc. naming them Steve, John, <laughs> Jimmy, Jared. Okay. Just start all J names. <laughs> thank, thank you, Dus uh, Dusseldorf. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do think there's one more question. Who would you suggest to be a guide for them? Is there anything you need to keep you okay here? Uh, he slowly reaches out, keeping eye contact with you, and takes the mug that you put down. Thank you, friend. He nods. Hey, Kachi, you good? I guess. I mean, unless he wants to come be our guy. No, let's let's go upstairs. When you when you say that, he locks eyes with you. Doesn't say anything, but he locks eyes with you. And don't worry, don't worry, old timer. We're not going to make you go anywhere. Oh, he's here. There almost seems like there might be some some fire in his eyes when you say that. I, I was I was about to say my guys my guy locks eyes right back with him and goes I. I think there might be some fire yet left in this one. I can't think of a better guide. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, bring, let's bring the hyper unstable old man. <laughs> uh, That's only going to end well. All right, so let's uh, screen right back to you guys. What are you? Uh, what's Ruby, uh, Raytheon, and Mokra doing? In are y'all in the room? Y'all went upstairs. Where yeah. did where did you go? Raytheon rushes all three of them into. Uh, into the first room that for which they have a key. Okay, what's going on, guys? Makra, lock the door. I look to see if there's a lock on the door. There he is. Click. That old man down there. Husseldorf. He knows about the stone. The stone in Three Oaks? Yes. He appears to perhaps... I, I don't know, but he. it seems that perhaps at one point... He lost the struggle of wills that I endured. So... We need to be very careful in this place. Oh, I was going to say, can he help us? He might, but we need to find the others first. Oh, okay, I mean... Let them know that he knows about the stone. Where is the stone right now? Oh, it's back in Three Oaks. I thought so, but like, where, where specifically? It was, can... y'all left the stone with uh, the Celestial, Afriel, uh, underneath. And I guess, okay. I, is, is that, would you consider that a grotto? Maybe a, yeah. We'll Morty's, call it the grotto. Yeah, the grotto. Uh, Morty's grotto. Or Afriel's grotto. Um, yeah, I think y'all left it with her for safekeeping. Uh, actually, I think you put it right. in her well, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we've deposited we've deposited that 
thing in a safe place. But what if there are more like it? Zeku did say that there were there were a lot of writings on them, but not, not like the same kind. He said that there were different ones, like for different purposes. Like right. he said there could be a like even a power stone, like something that like increases like your magical aptitude or Right, absolutely, of course, of course, but could it not be that we were sent here to safeguard more of those things against those who have captured Morty? Could it be that that's what they are here for? Oh, do you think there's a stone here? In, in Wondermere? The village? The fishing village? If not here, then the city across the way. Makra, have you ever come across any stones like that? Not that I know of. Okay. I mean, I've been around a while, but there's still many things in this world that are just weird and unknown. Okay, well then, let's, uh, let's go find our, our group. Our buddies. Let's go find Catchy and Leo. They were going to meet us back here at the Zen, so they might even be downstairs. Good place to start looking. Seriously, how many nights with Leo would it take to convince you to come on our trip? Huh? <laughs> Leo looks confused over Kachi. <laughs> He'll be stuck to you like Goblin Spit. That's huh? not. It's Goblin Snot. Well, let's go with Spit. That's probably more um, easy to say. Is it just Spit or is it other, other uh, liquids as well? I'm telling you, it's Snot from the nose. Are you sure? Have you tested? We I saw, mean, we saw like a dozen of them. Fluids. They were clearly coming out of the nostrils. Clearly. Oh, I mean, you're halfway there with it coming out their nostrils. But, I mean, you know, who knows? We need more product testing, and you're the right man for the job. That's what I think. Uh, I, clearly, I'm the brains of the bunch. You're going to be the, uh, the product procurement specialist, right? Oh, I see how it is. Oh, big, dumb kachi. Uh-huh. Stupid as rock. Uh, just because I live in dunes, I must be stupid. Okay. Ruby opens the door and goes, are y'all going to talk outside all night, or are y'all going to come in here and be a part of the conversation? Okay, how familiar are you with body fluids of goblins? Cat G, please. We've already got a patent on that working. Now. You stole our product, you dirty <laughs> dogs! Oh Cat G, I told you how to talk around them. We have some news about that strange man downstairs. But, uh, yeah, we were talking to uh, the the Haas uh, downstairs and Lord, right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, Grasselhoff, I think. Yeah, we we talked with him for a good while. Well, what do you guys have to say about him? He, was, he knows about the stone. Oh, he knows about lots of things. He told us about a um, I think it's a skeletal dragon of some sort. A what? Oh, uh, he warned us on our, if we were to go that way that we shouldn't wake um, a skeletal dragon. And that we shouldn't take a prize, that it would wake him. I think that the prize may be another one of these stones of power. Multiple stones? Uh, Zeku made note of such things. And you're just telling us this now. You were there when he told us about it. But I'm clearly incompetent. At any rate, Ruby, Ruby Patch, it's okay, buddy. <laughs> By the way, I got you a potion to try when you're in dire need right here. Oh, oh yeah, Raytheon. 
Yeah. Here, uh, you take mine as well. This is this is a vial of protection. Um, oh. we got it. We got it from the shop. You know what? I already gave you the invisibility. I'm going to give mine to Raytheon too. Make sure you use this only when needed. Okay. It's sure. Going to protect you. Only in cases of emergency. I understand. Make sure it's your next one. Don't get them mixed up. I'll try. And he like begins to inspect the the vials. I think it might be like alchemy. So what's our difficulty, Matt? I think it's just one purple. Like, okay. I don't think this is a hard check. Oh, come on. That's a three success, two advantage. <laughs> I, I think... I use a story point to make it difficult. <laughs> no, I don't... Like, if y'all would have said, hey, can we, like, examine... This? Can players spin dark side points? <laughs> no. 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 I've noted it down as mysterious. You have a vile official. He's peddling, he's peddling snake oil. Ooh, buy this snake oil. He's going to give you vitality. <laughs> Leo? Now, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, I got this for my own funds. Like, I didn't touch the group funds. Um, we just want to make sure you're protected, buddy. How much did you pay for this? Oh, I, I paid uh, 50 silver. We both did. Oh, my friend. Speaking of silver, um, I paid 30 for the rooms. You didn't pay for the rooms? Yeah, 30. 30, okay. Sure, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you 30 for the group funds. Um, Leo? Yeah? This is just fish oil. How does it protect? Are you feeling insufficiently greasy and smelly? Well, <laughs> oh, I didn't put it on my... You're supposed to drink it. Do you want to drive away women who might steal your money? Are, if they're going to steal my money, then yes. That's about all this will protect you from. Well, that's in cardiac disease. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that too. <laughs> I don't think that's proven, but you know. My, my friend, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm afraid that you were swindled. Uh, I'll find a use for it here. Um, I'll take it. No harm done. I do have good news, regardless that um, all that stuff we sold, we got. Um, I got it for three thousand. I sold it for three thousand. Really? Yeah, that's much more money than I've seen in a long time. And he used to dance on tables. That's great news, but I suspect that this may be why we've come to this area. The potential to help Morty, but. I think there may be a stone of power in this place, now possibly guarded by some sort of dragon. Now, how do you know he wasn't talking about the stone from Three Oaks? That's what I'm saying, is that he was talking about the stone from Three Oaks. The point that Raytheon's trying to get across is that he thinks that this guy touched one of these stones' power and it cost him his brain. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a good, that's a good hypothesis. Well, I think that the thing you might mean neglecting is the stone in, in Three Oaks was a great, wonderful, hey, good guy source of power and protection. If this thing is guarded by some nasty, icky, icky, sticky, icky type sort of thing, it's likely it's not going to be a good stone, right? Or at the very least, it sources its powers in a monstrous fashion. Or whatever this stone would have been if it had been successfully corrupted. Right. I just really like saying that word, corrupted. 
whatever it is, Hasselhoff downstairs said we should keep away from it. Don't touch it. Don't go near it. Okay. And he's telling perfect strangers that. Well, oh, I, I gave him a drink. What, what did you give him? Space. Leo <laughs> offered him his body. Achi. What I'm saying is, he's giving out that information for very little motivation. Anyone could have heard that from him. Particularly Look, an agent of this group that you keep referencing. Look, in all seriousness, this guy downstairs, his life seems to have been irrevocably hurt by this thing, and he's hoping somebody can fix it. That's what I gathered from the conversation. Right. Therefore, he only probably has hopes and wishes somebody would go there and fixes it. I not only think that he was on the level with this, but also that he would be a great, excellent guide. As you said, he's been there possibly close enough to have touched it. Would have first-hand knowledge of the area. Yes. And besides, if we need to fix, feed somebody to some sort of giant skeletal dragon, eh, maybe his life would be better off that way. I can't condone that. On accident. You're premeditating it right now. That's not accidental. That's a <laughs> very fair point, Agra. Thank you for speaking some sense. If nothing else, he'll be able to provide us with directions once we cross. Yes, many directions. And Leo offered him his butt. I need to go to my room. Wait, are we in this? How many rooms are there? We got three rooms. I'll be down the hall. Ruby decided to get her own, and the rest of us are. Radiant steps out to go lock the door behind him in the uh, room down at the, at the end, and he is going to punch Dance's feelings out <laughs> uh, because he just can't deal with these people anymore. <laughs> Kaji, you can pick that lock, right? He's, he's going I to be doing this for at least 15 minutes. <laughs> are, are you sure you want to be in there while the, uh, the punch dancing is going on? No, no, you go there. I sleep in here. We're done. Is that how you think this works? (laughs) I'm going in this room, and I pick the last open room. Whoever wants to join me and my fur can be in there. Just know I'm in ladies only. We're we're in our room. Ruby's got her room. And uh, Raytheon just took the third room. So So then I'm staying. Ruby goes, I don't know what y'all are doing, but this is my key. And I'm heading off to bed. So, good night, Ruby. Good night. Good good luck. You got everything you need? Uh, I think so. All right. You have a good night. Yep. Uh, Yes. Uh, Michael will follow Ruby out, but he's going to wait downstairs until Raytheon has finished his exercise. Uh, (laughs) Exercise. That's fantastic. Kachi's going to sprawl out on the bed. <laughs> Just in a I would say position. there's two beds in, in these rooms, I would Just say. Push the beds together and sprawl out across. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> you know how cold it gets in the desert? I mean, that's probably how they would sleep. You're covered in fur. <laughs> yeah, for a reason. And we're up north, right? Is it cold? What's the temperature? Yeah, I haven't... Oh, yeah. It's it's less chilly here. Uh, you guys have come out in the mountain range, but I would say, like, uh, y'all probably spent a night or two where it was pretty chilly on that last well, leg of the journey. 
Shabazz probably hates this right now. Oh, good night, everybody. So y'all head to bed for the night? Yep. Uh, so yeah, you guys sleep through the night, get a great night's rest. Nothing out of the ordinary happens. Uh, y'all wake up early in the morning. Pachi, where, where are your hands? Between two pillows. Those are pillows! <laughs> I know. I mean, I give a squeak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you hear a knock. I think uh, somebody knocks on the door, and uh, you hear a, you hear Ruby's voice. Time to wake up! Get up! Come on, you guys! Just bound, bangs on the door. Just really... Or <laughs> anything like rolls over in place two doors down, like... Uh, it's like someone squeezed a cat bird. <laughs> come on, come on, wake up! <laughs> All right, Ruby, I'm getting getting up. I Katji stre- stretches and and unfurls, gets his stuff on, and heads downstairs. Uh, you, you see Ruby downstairs as you guys come. They all are, are y'all all coming downstairs. Um, she has prepared a, she's got a table for y'all and has ordered each of you a breakfast. And this breakfast is one of the most horrific, horrific things you've ever seen. It is a, a small, not a small, but maybe a medium snaggletooth fish. And, uh, she goes, look, I ordered us breakfast. And in the mouth of this fish are the eggs, uh, like, like chicken eggs scrambled. (laughs) Fish and eggs. Look, I got his breakfast. Do they have anything like a hot sauce? Micro tucks in. Like he's he's ready. He's eating it. No hesitation. Um, it, it's an odd taste. The fish is. It's a weird taste. It's not like a normal like. You've had probably stream fish. Each of you probably like fish, but this is a very weird uh, sort of taste to it. It's not. Uh, it doesn't taste like any meat you've had before. Thank you, Ruby. Well, this place is definitely uh, unique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you hear, you're welcome. So, uh, what's our plan? Uh, I was thinking about uh, talking to one of the fishermen, uh, maybe making some trades with them that include a boat ride over. I think we should invite uh, uh, the guy we met yesterday at the inn uh, to be our guide. I still don't like the idea of bringing someone whose mental state is questionable at best into such a situation. He might be the only person that's been to the gym. He'd be a better guy than anyone else. He's skittish enough as it is in a place he's comfortable. He's already made it clear he does not feel comfortable in that space anymore. I don't know. I mentioned it and I saw some fire in his eyes. Uh, Looked like he could be motivated. I saw the fire, but I personally would be troubled making a man who suffered something like that go back to it. If he wants to, would you all agree to uh, possibly inviting him? This is, of course, also having the effect of possibly fixing his current state. So him having a part in it might be uh, justice. Who knows? Maybe it was meant to be from the start. If you agree to not guilt him into going, then I might agree. Guilt him? Yeah, I am a donor. We don't guilt people. But okay, sure. I won't guilt them into going. I think you guys, I think we end with this. I think you guys walk to the docks. I think as you're walking, it's a beautiful morning. Uh, the sun is rising towards uh, the mountains in the east in front of you. 
and uh, the lake and the, the scenery is quite beautiful. But you do notice that as you saw coming in to town, uh, the same is true now, that there is a great storm brewing over the mountains and boiling over, it seems, making its way not just towards the city, but towards y'all as well. Um, That's going to be fun. Y'all walk out, and Husseldorf is sitting on a stump, and you hear him chuckle. <laughs> hey, looks like it'll be an interesting journey. Do you want then? What do you see, old man? He smiles, and with a wink, he grabs his staff. We're all going to die. He just puts his hand in his palm and shakes his head. <laughs> Content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logan and Realm Tearoff, property of Vanity and Fight Games. Any content used from Genesis Founder belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast.